Hey everyone, it's Millie. It's Gabby. And welcome back to another week of Change by Degrees. And um, I'm so excited for this one. I listened to the first one we did just a little bit. We've done several. We've done several, but uh, the, the theme for this version, which is our history episode, is that there's no theme. So that was Gabby's idea. Well, because I'm pretty sure like, okay, we've done this like, well, like two or three times. Because, like, the first one we did, we didn't pick a theme. We just happened to like, kind of be in the same, like, wheelhouse. That's true, yeah. And then we actually, I think, Picked tried to, like, go toward a certain theme yeah. for the second one. But this one, I was like, let's just do a free-for-all and see what happens. Like, you could pick anybody from the beginning of time through Born Yesterday. You know what I mean? That's what's funny. But, you know. I picked Adam. I'm kidding. Yeah, pick Adam. He doesn't have much to say. Um, but yeah, it's our history. (laughs) It's my historical figure. Um, but I think it'll be really good. We each have like one serious person and one gag. Don't it ended up being that way? I mean, I knew I was gonna do that anyway. Oh, mine just ended up like I don't know. The more I like learned about this individual, I started cracking up a little bit. But is it somebody you usually like from the time period you usually would pick or is it some random person? No, I wanted to kind of do something different than what I usually pick. I know I usually pick like a monarch or somebody from mm-hmm. that old-timey time mm-hmm, range, mm-hmm. but no, this is even earlier than that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, what was the face? Um, I just like further back it goes, I love how you the say, more I'm like interesting. I I love how you like you could do it from the beginning of time. No, yeah, I'm just like, wow, it's interesting that you did that. I wasn't expecting that. It, I wasn't either. And I, I was like, what almost picked this one guy who was from like the let me think because I know how century twelfth century, but I didn't. But it was really funny. My guy's from the twelfth century. I feel like if I say it, it's probably not. But probably not. No, I'll tell afterward what I almost picked. But okay, yeah, okay. I really or who doubt it's I not. It's it's not gonna be this this man. I would but, scream if it was. Um, <laughs> do I? Why don't you go first? I feel like I usually go first. No. Okay. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. I'll go first. It gives me a good, good, um... Let me get my notes good guide. Up. I got my notes typed out right here. I didn't... Well, I guess I did type them just on my phone. I spelled the snake wrong. But anyway, keep going. Yeah. Good. Um, okay, so my first person, I'll do my actual, like, person that I did research on and not the gag that I definitely didn't do really any research on at all. So I'm going to be, like, kind of reading the page. But it's totally fine because we're going to learn together. Um, but this person I did a lot of research on. Um, it, her name is Claudette Colvin. And she's um, a really cool person that I never learned about in school. I doubt many people learned about her in school, um, even though, like, you definitely should have. But she was not in the history books. Um, but Claudette was born in Montgomery, Alabama in 1939. She was ra- raised by her great aunt and uncle because I think even though she was born to like her mom and her dad and lived with her mom and her dad for like the first few years of life, her, her dad, uh, she lived with her sister, her dad ended up abandoning their family. And so um, her mom couldn't afford to like raise her and her sister. So she sent them to live with her aunt and uncle, her great aunt and uncle. So um and then she ended up adopting their last name, which was um, the last name she still has, Colvin. Because I think mm. when she was born, it was Claudette Austin was her parents' last name. But um, but she considered her great aunt and uncle her parents or like second parents or whatever. Um, so they had a good relationship. Yeah. But um, her sister – so her and her sister lived with her great aunt and uncle. Her sister ended up dying from a sickness, I think, when Claudette was 12. It was actually like two days before her 13th birthday. Um, and because of this, she suffered from grief – 
throughout life, but definitely mm-hmm. like as a preteen and into high school, which made like being in school difficult. Yeah. Um, um, but she was while she was in school, she was a member of the double of the NAACP Youth Council. Um, and she actually formed a really close relationship with Rosa Parks. And Rosa mm-hmm. Parks was kind of like her mentor, um, which is really cool because like who would have thunk Rosa Parks? But um yeah. Uh, on March 2nd, 1955, Claudette was 15 and she was going home on the public bus because she took public transit from or to and from school, like high school. Um, I think she was pregnant at the time and she was sitting, not like nine months pregnant, but she was pregnant at the time. She was sitting on the bus and we got this whole daggone segregation bus system. Mm-hmm. So she was sitting on the bus and I guess the, the rules of the bus were that if even though it's segregated on the bus it's still it's still white and colored people allowed on the bus it's just segregated so while she's sitting in her seat i guess the rules the rules of segregated buses are that um if the white section of the bus is completely filled up and then more white patrons get on and are standing in the aisles black people or colored people are supposed to get up from their seats to make room for the white people standing in the aisles and they're supposed to keep moving back to the bus mm-hmm. to the back of the bus um for seats and if there's no seats left then they have to stand in the aisles pretty much is what's going on which like screw y'all i got here first lol but um so that's what was happening with the bus segregation system. So um, on March 2nd, 1955, Claudette was 15 and she was going home on the public bus. She was sitting in the colored section where she was, quote unquote, supposed to be sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, she was asked to move, I think, by the bus driver himself and then by some other patrons because the the white um, patrons were starting to stand in the aisles and some black people had already gotten up and moved. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no. And um, this was actually, I think, eight or nine months before, before Rosa before. Parks. Yeah. So, which is like, because like we all know Rosa yeah. Parks is doing this, I've and never like, heard yeah, and like, sure. well deserved that yeah. Rosa Parks should be famously known for this for also saying no and not giving up her seat on the bus. But uh, Claudette Colvin did it like nine months before mm. Rosa Parks ever did this. Um, but we like we don't really learn about her, and yeah. I'll tell you why in a second. Um, well, I'll tell you why, and then there's also like because people are racist. But like I'll tell you like some of the reasons why she didn't have as much fame as Rosa Parks mm. did. Um, but so uh, Colvin later said like she and I really like this quote. Uh, she was asked, I think by I don't know if it was NPR or newsroom or something. Mm. She was asked like why didn't you give up your seat or like what were you thinking in the moment or whatever, and she said I felt like Sojourner Truth was pushing down on one shoulder and Harriet Tubman was pushing down on the other, saying sit down, girl. I was glued to my seat. And I was like, mm. I love that, LOL. Because she's really like thinking okay. like, my ancestors didn't go through mm. all of this for me to get myself right. up and go to the back. So she was arrested as a 15-year-old girl for this because it was obviously against the law. She pled not guilty because she was like, screw y'all. And she was given probation. Um, her family began to like obviously fear for her life and their mm. life because it was kind of one of those things that was like, even though some people in Montgomery, Alabama, obviously like, um, other black people were supportive, but you know, the majority of the white people there were not. And so they started to fear for their life because she was only 15. Mm. Um, because of that and because of her age and because of a lot of other factors, she was not chosen by the NAACP to later challenge segregation laws. Um, they huh. once again said because of her age, she was only 15. Um, but later Colvin kind of like commented on this and was kind of like, yeah, it was because of my age, but she was like, I was also a pregnant teen. Mm. Um, she was like, I was dark skinned. Um, I she she said she didn't have quote good hair. 
um, which is a not a saying, but like a people in the black community know what that means. Um, whereas Rosa Parks was light skin and was older hmm. and um, maybe had quote unquote better hair or um, good hair uh, by like black culture standards and was just a little bit, she said, maybe a little bit more, according to Colvin, like um, attractive in the like personality sense, like had a mm. maybe better personality that people would were not people who wanted to be behind this, the movement, uh, the civil rights Could movement were a little bit more like, yeah, we easier. like her kind of. Yeah. Mm. Um, so she was not chosen to be part of the movement, which I think is part of the reason why maybe she's not in like history books and stuff. But then also it's like she still should be because. Yeah. I mean, she still she was the same like, thing that we... she, and she got arrested for it, like as a fifteen-year-old. Mm -hmm. Like, what? It's not like she was like twenty-five and was like an adult. Making her, she was literally right. fifteen, and they arrested a fifteen-year-old child. She was a child, and so, um, so she really didn't have any like clout when it came to like the segregation or the um, civil rights movement was like segregation mm. laws. But she later was one of the four plaintiffs in the court case of Browder versus Gale, which ruled that the Montgomery segregated bus system was unconstitutional. And that was like a year later in 1956. So she was really influential. We just don't hear about it. Just, we don't hear about it. It was just more influential in like a very like um, background kind yeah. of way. But the fact that she was one of the four plaintiffs on That's the stand huge. in the court case that determined that the segregated bus system is not constitutional mm -hmm. was like kind of humongous. Um, but she actually, so she had a son and she, uh, her son and she ended up trying to go to school in Alabama, like I think college mm -hmm. and in her community and um, work and stuff. But she was, she later said that she was kind of labeled like a troublemaker in her community and people kind of gave her a hard time. She was having issues with just being like in her like hometown and it mm. just she couldn't she she and i think the city just kind of couldn't move on from like what had happened with her with the court case she was a part of as well as her being arrested when she was 15 and blah 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 so she ended up leaving um alabama um kind of the same way that rosa parks also left because she had kind of a similar struggle of people she was like i'm going i think she went to rosa parks went to chicago maybe i don't really know but um colvin went to manhattan and so she yeah she went to manhattan she had another son I think a son up there and she worked in a nursing home for 35 years and she retired in 2004 um and she just kind of lived a quiet life um but she was still kind of like engaged and actively a part of like NAACP stuff and stuff mm. like that but just in a more like quiet and like kind of in the background kind of way uh she was honored in 2018 by a congressman I think for her lifetime commitment to public service and she's still alive and she still lives in I think she lives in the Bronx now um and she's just like chilling but I was just like okay Claudette so yeah, we don't hear that's my person. You. Yeah, we don't that's really hear about her. <laughs> yeah, so like she was somebody that I was, I thought was like really cool because I was like, we hear about Rosa Parks all the time and we should, and that's somebody you learn about in school. But the fact that we don't really hear about Claudette Colvin who was quote unquote the first person to kind of do the, I'm not moving for my seat mm -hmm. kind of thing is really she cool. She was the original. Yeah, and like just the fact that she wasn't, the fact that she wasn't like, I don't know the word, Rec I guess recognized because of her age or because she was dark skinned or because she herself thought like, well, people are going to like Rosa Parks better to to lead this movement. And I'm like, uh, I get it. But like, I wish that wasn't the case because I think. I mean, yeah, when you shared those reasons, I was like that. Yeah. I feel like it still happens today. If you have a like yeah. personality, you may not be as yeah fitting for the job, position, role, whatever. 
but but I'm like get behind. But I'm like, but you, but I mean, now easier, which is lame. But yeah, it's it's probably easier to say. Obviously, easier to say now in 2022. But like, I'm just like, but there are people that like, if you, it's not her fault. But if she had the opportunity to like be as quote unquote big as Rosa Parks or whatever, that people could look back and be like, oh, like she's like me, or like, wow, I can't believe a dark skinned woman did. That. I mean, not to negate right. what she did do for the civil mm-hmm. rights movement because she did a lot, and she was one of the four plaintiffs for the segregated bus law case, but. Um, just like it's really crazy that I'm like, oh, but we could have had Rosa Parks and Claudette Colvin, like two pioneers, mm. kind of. But she's a pioneer in her own right. I mean, right. she is. I yeah. guess I just couldn't serve in the same capacity yeah. because. So. And I'm like, don't. also, she was 15. Yeah, that's crazy. Like that, she as a 15 year old on a bus, full, like that could have turned, that could have gone south real fast. Like yeah. she's on a bus full of white patrons telling her to get up, and as 15 year old black girl, she's like, LOL, no, like I'm not gonna do that. So that I was like, like really, really crazy. But I was just like, you know what? Go off Claudette. So I When had you learned about her? Or did, was it just um, your research? Like a her? few years ago, really. Maybe when I was like in college or something. Mm. Like I learned about her and I was like, how have we not heard about this lady? Like she's so cool. And she did it. And people were like, oh, like you, you learn about her and you're like, oh, she's like Rosa Parks. And, people, and then you're like, oh, wait, she did it like almost a year before mm-hmm. Rosa Parks did yeah. that. Like, but, and when Rosa Parks, she did it, she was like, that's probably better because like people will follow her like people will people already know her she's already influential in the community she was part of the NAACP she people knew her face she had a personality that people were really could get behind she was older so I think you know that's why but I was like Claudette you're still a pioneer in your own right girl get it but I just love what she said that she was like Sojourner Truth held one shoulder down Harriet Tubman held the other down and they were like don't move and (laughs) that's pretty iconic I was like amazing (laughs) so that was cool I liked that so that's that's my person that's her I like it yeah I I wish I had a more influential person I'm so dead I'm looking forward to your people (laughs) I um I wanted to bring well a musician lol I love how I thought you were gonna bring an author I Which told you, you, it's it whatever. Can, it's a free-for-all. 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 I like it. I like yeah. it. Don't worry. The one that I have after my actual person will be, like, confusing. Um, to, Mine I think will be confusing me. because of the way I'm going to tell it because I did very little research. So <laughs> we're going to just, yeah. But go ahead. Um. So mine is a classical guitarist composer player that I studied and played his pieces in college. And when I was thinking about it and thinking about what I shared in – previous episodes i remember barb barb <laughs> i was like who's barb then i was like wait wait what i'm trying to remember was she like a prostitute or something okay i was listening to the episode right. and our back and forth on that was or a sex worker upsetting or a, a madam courtesan courtesan like an you escort really, this is you sound exactly like you did like a year and a half I ago. literally don't remember but yes i remember sharing about barb and i wanted to share about a female composer um wait what's her name barb what? barbara strozzi strozzi there's that also that um strozzi. piece of art that you viewed before we recorded when she was like, naked oh my you say the same thing i'm so I, serious like, was she naked she okay if you look at any art from that time period Everybody's they're like naked, yeah. like in a blanket half exposed so no, that's cool sure, i'm just know, asking i don't not, have a problem with and, it and i Nude also art, explained go off I, <laughs> I also explained just like when you started being so aggressive when we recorded a year and a half ago that that it's very likely just because she was a female composer and women weren't really allowed to do what she was doing at the time 
uh, that there might have been rumors dispelled by, not dispelled, created by men that she tried to dispel um, about her work in that particular. Right. Okay, it's coming back. Okay. Right. Okay, it's coming back. So she probably wasn't. She probably wasn't. But they were just you like. Didn't, you didn't admit to that during the episode, though. Uh, you were like, oh, for well, sure. Well, I've grown. I've grown since then. But I mean, um, honestly, like, if she and was, it, though. That's what you also go said. Go off. That's what you also said. Like, if you want to be a sex worker. That's what you also said. No skin off my back. That's what you also said. I'm so dead. <laughs> At least I'm consistent. Unchanged. Unchanged. But consistent. Considering Barb, I liked her music, but I like this band's music even more. Mm. Um, what's this? What's this geezer's name? His name. <laughs> he did live. Um, well, he's dead. Oh, is this like a modern guy or like? No. A, oh, I don't know. A, he lived from. He was born November twenty first, eighteen fifty two. So he's dead. so he's not. He's he's no, he's no longer with and us. And he died <laughs> at the uh, age of fifty seven. So not super young, uh, but like you know. Yeah, he's pretty young. He's pretty young. Fifty seven. Come. Compared to your life expectancy living in that time period. Some people. Where they were like 40 and that was old. Because, you know, eh. a sneeze in the wrong direction could take you out. So, you know, 57 eh, is like. I was going to say something about a sneeze anyway. A sneeze? You got a sneeze? No, I was going to say something funny about sneezes. What's funny about sneezes? Nothing. Just something I came across when I was researching and it really like took me out. And then I was like, that's really funny. I wasn't going to choose Researching it. for this episode? Yeah. About sneezes. No, 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 no. I just, I was on a webpage when I was looking for my second person. <laughs> and it was like, I came across another thing. And it was like, this Pope tried to outlaw sneezing back in like the old timey time, 12th, 13th century, something like that. Because he was like, he just, it's too, he was like, I don't know what a sneeze really is. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with your body. Cause like it's the 13th century and we don't have scientists yet. It is not a time of science. It is a time of God. And, <laughs> and like, I don't know, like, I don't know. But the Pope was like, but I will tell you one thing. It looks too much to me like sexual ecstasy. <laughs> so we can't have him sneezing. And I was reading this and I was like, what? And this Pope was literally like, we have to outlaw it. Like you, you, so he outlawed sneezing because he was so like, how it's many people too- died? In the like Dude. during his reign. Because People sneezed. were probably just like in, in mass, <laughs> like trying not to sneeze and then just sneezed in their house. But like- Did he not sneeze? <sighs> well, you know how, po- you know how the Popes be, the priests be. They'd be like, oh, uh, sexual deviancy. And then they're like molesting people. So like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, so he was a sneezer. He just was so annoyed by it. He said. He was a closeted that. sneezer. Okay. Anyway, that's a reminder. Go ahead. Um, he died at 57. Wait, you didn't even tell us his name. <laughs> Francisco Tarica. I'm going to say Whoa, it. Right? Francisco. He's, uh, he was born in Spain. So this is a Spanish man. In 1852. This is the setting. He's a romantic period composer. Ah, oh, the romantic period, yes. Okay. I love it. We love to see it. That's my favorite period. <clears throat> and we start off, not tragically, but with a little bit movement, a little bit of too much movement in his childhood. So... I don't know what that his, means. His father, just, just to explain a little bit before we get to kind of what really already painted the course of his childhood, um, his mom died at a young age. Yeah, so his father was taking care of him, and his father was a flamenco guitar player. Because this is a time where musicians can make a living off teaching, performing, touring. It started then, guys, okay? I know it's still going on now, but it started then. Um, and basically, he had a habit of running away from home. Um, and the first time that he ran away from home as a young kid... Like just he, for funsies? Just, and he does it. Like, this is the first time. And he continues to do it several times more after this. Mood. But... Um, he ran away and he fell into, and I had to Google it because I'm like, is this what I think it is? He fell into an irrigation channel. 
So like a well. <laughs> he fell into a well. Timmy fell in the well. Well, no, because it's like a like a channel. It's not oh. just a well. It's like, you know, you run and if you don't see, like if you're looking forward, like a man you made, fall like, all of a sudden. S- s- not stream, but like they would dig so that yeah, water so could dig- get to their crops. Exactly. And, and okay. so I... I guess if you're running and you're not paying attention, you may not see that the ground ceases to exist in your next step. What a doofus. And so he fell and he injured his eyes really badly. Don't ask me. What? I guess he fell face first or something. Did he but like he, keep his I, eyes open as he landed I in know, the there's dirt? Always, there's always. <laughs> like what? I thought you were going to be like, and he sprained his ankle and it was never the same. No, no he like his no, eyes got all screwed up. He wow. injured his eyes gravely <laughs> to the point that sense. he could have lost his vision. Doesn't even make sense. <laughs> so I, I'm obsessed <laughs> with him. All right, he's cool. No, like he's a he's a goofball dude. He's a goofball. And so basically, his dad is like, "You idiot." Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me start getting you. Well, how to- old was he? Sorry, when did this happen? His it first didn't, one. It didn't. It didn't say. Okay. Yeah, like super young. He's like, like four. five. Yeah, four to five. What whatever. The heck? Um. And so his family. Well, his dad was like, "You idiot. Let's move to." Um, this other city to get music classes because it's a viable career. Even if you can't see mm. in five years, you can still play music. Fair. Um, and so he, that's where he started. Uh, I mean, of course, he was influenced by his dad being a guitar player and wanted to play guitar. And when he was taking these uh, music classes, his dad was also like, you need to learn piano. And this was also really interesting because piano was known as the instrument, the more famous instrument. It was more popular. You could make more money playing piano and guitar was more an accompaniment instrument for vocalists so you didn't have as much work um so he learned both and that's actually super impactful for later in his career because a lot of his repertoire was based off piano transcriptions from like beethoven chopin um those type of composers and i mean you don't need to be a musician to understand a little bit like it's really difficult to make a piece that's made for piano especially at that level of writing, translate well on guitar. So he was, truly was a master of both instruments. Um, and uh, something that I did find interesting, because I guess this was like a thing, is that both of his first two teachers were blind. So I guess like if people became... Was this like but, a fad during the romantic it, era? My research did not lead me to understand why there seemed to be a lot of blind players at the time. Maybe I should look a little bit more into that. But Just I mean, I 19th century things. Just something. Maybe a lot of people fell into those irrigation channels. They should have put a fence up maybe. Maybe that would have been... I like a useful just venture. Like, well, or I'm blind, blind, so I'm going to become a musician. Can't I mean, be a painter. I, mean, cool. I guess I'll be a musician. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I would have loved to see like somebody be like, I'm blind, but I'm still gonna like try my can't hardest. Can't be a cobbler. I guess I should. You really can't. Can't you be can't, a blacksmith. Can't. I you mean, can't do anything. 19th century wasn't very kind. To, and I would uh, think that people. learning an instrument when you like can't see is difficult. But I guess it was more viable than any of those other things. I mean, I so, guess it's. Uh, here's my thing. I guess it's like you could probably do a lot of things. Learn how to do a lot of things, a lot of occupations while blind. However, I feel like this occupation. Is the one that you can do while blind with the least amount or least risk of injury happening. Like, yeah, I could probably learn how to be a blacksmith blind, but I might like hammer my hand off at some point or something. Like, you know what I mean? So this was less risky. Yeah. And his dad was like, so we're going to do this. His dad was like, well, why don't you just learn music? And he did. Yeah. He took took it and ran, basically. We come from a family of cobblers, but you know what, dude? (laughs) You You can't cobble shoes for your life. So maybe do some music. 
I think that's what happened. Do you know what his dad's occupation was? He w- I told you. Oh, he was a flamenco player. Oh, right. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. Never mind. So he's, his dad was in music. So like, yeah, yeah. Okay. He was like, maybe well, that's not the story. Maybe, the story. maybe he like threw his son into the irrigation channel. So, so, he, like, could, look, so he could be a musician. Yeah, you have to be a musician. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm upset. All right. Um, all right. Well, that, but, that goes my theory. Um, And so he's learning. And then this other touring most famous guitar player at the time called uh, Julian Arcas um, heard him play francisco on tour and he was like actually you're really good why don't you move he was like i told you these people toured they were like artists who like went to coffee shops and like oh okay i thought okay i thought you meant like a world tour or something like that i was like no 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 world tour this guy was yes like he went to venues and stuff like that i thought you meant this i thought you meant francisco okay no no no. yeah he heard him whatever at a concert that the touring actual mm-hmm. big artist went to, he saw Francisco play and he's like, actually, you're not bad. Come with me to Barcelona and I'll teach you. And so Zad was like, go with that man. Great. But <laughs> shortly thereafter, he was like, I have to go back on tour. So bye. Aw. Yeah. Aw. Oh, interesting. And and Francisco's like, once again, like, I don't care. I'm going oh. to make a career for myself right now. Oh. He was 10 years old uh, when this. Uh, I thought this man was like 45 by now. <laughs> Oh, but he died when he was like 57. So, so. That's not bad. Okay. So at 10 years old, this guy leaves him and he, and then Francisco decides to run away. And he's like, I'm going to play in coffee houses and restaurants. And I'm going to start my career right now at 10 years old. That was short lived. His dad, once again, was like, let me pick you up. He found him and he's like, let's go back home. Um, and basically he continues to learn. And he's like, he gets an itch every once in a while to run away again. So three years later in 1865, he ran away to Valencia, which I guess was his favorite place because he ends up running away again. Um, but to live with gypsies. So Okay. Okay. This is all good. No, I like this. Okay. And his dad once again finds him with gypsies and he returns him back home. Um, but he just can't he can't keep like his hand on, on on Francisco. So eventually, once he runs away, he lives a little bit with the gypsies. He gets it out of his system and he comes back out of his own volition to support his family. Wow, so, what a sacrifice. Yeah, he's like, I can't live my free life anymore. I'll, I'll come back. Um, so in 1874, he pursued guitar even more seriously at the Madrid Royal Conservatory conservatory i should know how to say that word mm-hmm. um and he had a, co- a composition teacher who really told him hey i know that you know piano but your your thing is guitar and you should pursue guitar and i was like hey that's good when teachers are kind of like <coughs> pushing you in the right direction um after his studies he made a living teaching and touring so he was kind Dude, of was on at, tour. The, at the touring level it wasn't just a coffee shop level and in this touring he met his wife whom he would have three kids with was his wife a musician she, she played guitar. Oh, there you go. He, he saw her once at one of his concerts. He saw her play. Like there was a person who was attending his concert and said, my daughter plays guitar. You should watch her play. And he did. Weird. And he was like, you're going to be my wife. So they were like musician. married a year later. Dude, they're like the Von Trapps. Something like that. I didn't think there was like so many musicians during this time. But well, something that I thought you would find really funny is that one of the places he visited on tour was London and he hated it. And he wrote a song. Like a sad about song how about, he hated about it. how much he honestly hated it me. <laughs> I haven't even been to London. He was like, it's rainy and drab, and I'm I sure it's, hate it. I'm sure it's lovely, but I I would see I I wouldn't mind London this itself. I would write a song about how much I hate the food. I'm so sorry oh. if you're from London. Henry Maybe not Campbell. London, but England, England in general. Maybe not London. I'm sure London has a lot of great food because it's the city. But like England. Anyway, 
But he already beans did it, on so. toast. He did. Mm-hmm. He wrote a song about it. So yeah, like he had a full, full life. Um, and in January 1906, he suffered paralysis on his right side. Oh. And although he kind of returned to performing, he never obviously was the same. He finished his last work, Oremus, on December 2nd, 1909, and died 13 years later at the age of 57. So he finished his last work and said, I'm good to go. Bye. Um, so basically with his work, he only had 19 original compositions um, that were published during his lifetime, but he actually made upwards of 80 original pieces and 120 transcriptions. So that's why like a large part of his repertoire is these piano pieces that he's made into guitar. Um, his favorite genre to write were character pieces, and that's why kind of I loved playing it in college and a character piece basically means uh, a musical piece that is expressive of a specific mood or non-musical idea which seems like obvious i think to us nowadays like oh yeah i'm gonna write about mm. something not related to music lol but at that time music was very functional and like we made a piece to hear it because it followed these rules mm-hmm. and we listened to it because of the music itself that's a little bit like meta, but um, in a sense, like this was odd at the time. Um, and two pieces, and I think I, I swear that I like shared this with you before, but um, along with the character pieces thing, a lot of the titles for these things were based off the literature of the time too. Like mm-hmm. they read a book and they're like, I want to write a piece that goes with that book. Mm-hmm. Anyway, two pieces that I really, really like and are the most famous because they've been used in probably movies um, or TV shows that we've seen in the last few decades. Um, the first is Recuerdos del Alhambra, which drew from Moorish and Arab influences because, again, with Spain, there was a lot of... The colonizers. The, the, the mixing of the two. And he visited the palace in Granada, and he made this guitar technique, or utilized it, not made it, but utilized this guitar technique to mimic the shimmering pools that he saw in the palace in Granada. So that's really nice. And... Um, Another piece that he wrote was um, Capricho Arabe. And I'm, I, you, the thing is, you read a paper I wrote, m- me analyzing the music. It was like not this type of paper, mm. but you probably don't remember. <laughs> but, <laughs> and basically, he drew from um, scales that weren't um, popular where he was living in, but from those Moorish and Arab influences. And it just made his music that much more Might interesting. Vaguely. Vaguely remember. Um, And then two little interesting uh, things. Little tidbits. Little tidbits. In 1902, he cut his fingernails. Which, Uh, again, this sounds. I thought you were going to say cut his fingers off. I was like, okay. (laughs) Cut his fingernails. All right, cool. His nails. And that's a huge thing because at the time, you needed to have long nails to play guitar. Uh huh. So Um, they didn't invent picks yet? Is that why? I'm asking. Finger style. No, I know, but. Okay. Finger style. Okay. I don't, I still, I can't answer your question, but okay. guitar playing was finger style. So he was rocking the like acrylics, but he cut them. But it wasn't acrylics, but yeah, right. he cut them. Okay, the job um, Some people think it was an excuse because he suffered from a medical problem that hardened the arteries. Don't ask me how that affected the nails, but that's some <gasps> people's theories. Um, and so he was like, let me cut my nails because I can't play. Because my arteries are... No, oh. I, obviously the nails would be too brittle. Well, I don't know because you talked about the arteries. I can't say the name of the condition because I can't pronounce it for the life of me. Oh. But basically it's a condition that did that. And I guess... I don't get it. That's I don't have to Brittle get nails. It. You don't have to get it. Okay. Uh, brittle another, nails. Okay. Brittle nails. <laughs> and, <laughs> and most people who end up following in his footsteps, it 
had a very different sound than obviously you having nails when you play guitar. It's more mellow and people who were of his school were known for that. And so you had two different competing things, nails and non-nail guitar players. Um, but the more like fun story as to why he cut his nails was that he went to, I can't pronounce this, Algeria. Mm-hmm. No, 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 but the Algiers, there's there's a city in Algeria. Okay. And I, I don't How do you spell it? Algiers. That's probably that. Probably. I don't I, I'm like, I didn't want to butcher it. But he wanted to mimic the sound of the rhythm of an Arabian drum playing concert that he um, went to. And so he cut his fingernails to mimic that. So that's oh, the more. He was kind of like trying to genre hop. Dude. He was. Yeah. He was. And. Uh, it's like Taylor Swift. Yeah. So it might have been for that. And he wrote a piece that then did mimic that genre that he okay. heard so he really was all over the place it wasn't um, about his arteries and brittle nails dude he was trying that's to what i i, I really want to believe this man so yeah. that's okay even though he like was blind and i suffered from problems but that's okay he was like i'm gonna cut my nails and then today. something that maybe everyone can relate to is that he's the composer of grand vals it's a waltz um which was used in the nokia default ringtone amazing amazing i've never had a nokia but when i found that out because the thing is i know the song mm-hmm I didn't realize that the default. That's very funny. <laughs> for Nokia was that. Um, That's funny. So I mean, it makes sense because can... aren't waltzes like, um, well, at least for dance, if you learn waltz, it's like one, two, three, yep. one, two, three. Oh, look at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you so, know that. Yeah, it's yeah. one, two, three, one, two. So three. that makes sense for a ringtone. It's just a simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. repetitive. <laughs> That's so, kind of funny. <laughs> but I like that. So uh, Nokia was like, let me get in on that. Nokia was like, I did not know. But we're gonna monetize this. <laughs> so anyway, that was just I wanted to revisit my college uh, guitar ensemble playing days, and Amazing. I thought most people wouldn't wouldn't know about this. Francisco name. something. And you can even if you don't get anything from that, if you ever owned a Nokia, you had a little piece of little piece Targa of him. yeah with you. Yeah, so I, I like that. Kind of cool. I like that, and I like the fact that he became blind. Well, I don't like it, but just that whole story makes like no sense. But I. That's fine. Don't, but don't you the irrigation channel? No, like, I understand. If you're running, no, I, get I can it. see how. See, I would do that if. No, no, no. I, I, I understand lived in, that in, part. In, in 1850, but I don't and understand. And I was running and not paying attention. I mean, yeah. I ran into a. a well, rail he was once. also a child, so like you know, kids, whatever. Now I don't understand how. I don't understand he, how blindness resulted he, from. Not, his, I mean, he just injured his eyes gravely, right? To the point that his eyes, like you're probably. But like, I don't understand how that could have occurred. I guess if you fall face first, and usually it's kind of like unless he like hit his head and it and it impacted his impacted vision. his vision or something. I, I thought you were gonna be like, and he broke his leg and never he walked the same. But you were like in his eyes, and, and I you was also like, thought what? I was gonna say he cut his fingers off. Yes, you like your brain automatically goes to the worst thing. No, but you were like, well, because you were making a big deal out of you, like one day he cut his fingernails, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, that, because it was a big but it was deal a big deal. I know, but I'm just saying, like because the way you set it up, no one's gonna expect you to be like, let me tell you a story about he cut his fingernails. You know, but <laughs> he also popular. Maybe yeah. I should be done. He also popularized the uh-huh. guitar as an instrument in its own right, like a repertoire instrument, because it was just all about the piano. But he's like the he guitar like, can but be. But the guitar can be a main character. It can be a main character, and he did become a main character. Guitar is not a side hoe. I know she is the she is the drama. She she is the moment. Mm-hmm. As so Wendy Williams. That's said. why we love this man. Okay, so, cool, Francisco. Francisco. Go off. Not Barb. It's not Barb. It's not Barb today. It's but Francisco. But he had some interesting things happen. Oh, and I his like dad it. is like hilarious to me. He was like, "We're gonna, we're his, gonna make this work out for you." I like how when he was like, however old he was, three or four, when he fell into the whatever thing and broke his eyes, that his dad was like, "Well, I'm thinking about your career right now." 
like dude what like yeah maybe whatever people are wild but you know you only live to be like 12 so i guess you had to get your career in pretty fast that's what i'm saying yeah. they didn't live as long and no, when it came to these musicians like even for example mozart they started them off young mm-hmm. they're like you are gonna be a star mm-hmm. oh, some so. people still do that yeah with their kids <clears throat> and then their kids like suck as on we the talk. soccer team and oh <laughs> anyway oh. i'm actually what dying inside to hear what this oh, little dude. tidbit um me us. too because i didn't really take notes on this lady at all so i'm gonna be like kind of like you know like we're gonna be learning together kind of because i anyway it's fine okay so you're gonna I actually kind of took a page out of your book with this when i was what? when what? i was going i was looking at people and stuff i was like this lady is a freak and so but I, it's from the time period out of my book because it's from the time period that you would probably usually choose well not really it's a little later because it's not like medieval it's like anyway it's a moment so uh, do you know um Juana, uh, joanna of castile yes okay she was the daughter yes. of um some people um <laughs> hold on i'm figuring out who she's the daughter of um I'm, i swear i must have mentioned her previously in the it sounds like somebody you would have mentioned but i would have remembered if we talked about this lady okay because she's like a freak well maybe i maybe i didn't i didn't find the tidbit you did but um Maybe you t- I don't know. Okay, I, I, but she was okay. So she was the ch- she was one of the children of Ferdinand the second and Isabella the first of Castile. She was yeah. crazy. Maybe you talked yeah. about another one of their kids because they had like five, three or four kids or something. I like that. definitely talked about this family. And okay. I might have talked about Isabel. Isabel the first of Castile. Yeah, maybe yeah, I yeah. didn't talk about her kids. So, um, anyway, she was born in the old timey times somewhere. I don't really know. This website doesn't give me it's like a year. Spain. So, well, yeah, well, yes, Spain. It's, it's Spain. But um, but although her mom lived around, was from somewhere. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But she was like really, really pretty. She's like really chill. She had like blue eyes, auburn hair, yeah. like pale skin yes. like oh my god she's so gorgeous like that's how people were like regarding her or whatever um but as a baby they were like her parents like immediately were kind of like oh she's kind of weird because she was like very restless would cry all the time very Me. unhappy oh um i just was vocal a vo- okay vocal that's child how you say it that's how you say a problem child um in a nice way um but she was really intelligent i'm like reading as we go i knew so i like skimmed to this page so i know there's information on it that like i want but i didn't like memorize it okay and take notes i didn't do that um anyway so she was very intelligent but she kind of like wanted to be alone all the time she wasn't like super like a people person she was kind of weird like kind of like me um <laughs> I'm, like describing like, I myself. To her. um yeah um well it, the the related the relating kind of <laughs> well, kind of kind of fast um but she was really good at like academics and dancing and music okay, and stuff I, like she was I very well yeah well rounded individual as a child whatever so when she was sixteen she married Philip the handsome a very humble man I'm sure isn't Philip the handsome okay so she okay yeah but okay. that was like his title okay Philip the handsome okay I will never get over that. Like, someone was really like, that's your name? And he was like, okay. As a baby. Like, Philip the Handsome. I mean, Duke of off. Burgundy. Okay. Um, He was a duke. And so... Uh, <laughs> this is, like, kind of approaching, like, middle age at this point. And I'm like, she got weird. She's 16. Oh, okay. Never yeah. mind. No, she's 16. Okay. Yeah. I forget. Um, Tom was a little different. And so he was like... So, what's his name? Philip was, like, super handsome. Because, like... And they made a great pair because she was, like, real pretty 
auburn with blue eyes and he had like these like gray stormy eyes like it's a fan fiction in the making like it's a literal fan fiction the way like fan fiction is written where it's like his eyes were like steel gray and blah 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 like this is happening in like the 13th century um actually it's the 15th century because it's 1400s yes okay so anyway so they get married he didn't really like her that much it was more of a you know it's a marriage of convenience convenience. yeah and but she was like obsessed with this man which i'm like girl get off the floor like he's just a man it's just a man he's not that great even though his name is philip the handsome but yes go ahead what you were gonna say also okay okay no continue um but so he was just kind of like he didn't hate her he was just kind of like yeah okay different like you're there like cool we're married but she was just like philip i love you forever and he was just kind of like clingy i don't really like that um so anyway so she was kind of like not liking the fact that he was not as into her as she was into him, which, which like, tends fair. to happen. It tends to happen, but then you just drop him. Well, they're well, they're they're like, dude, this okay. is the fifteenth century. Okay. You can't. I got so scared. <laughs> the camera just turned off, and it like scared me so much. Um, so he was like, you know what? I kind of like don't like you that much. So I'm gonna start having like side hoes, which like was normal. So it's back her then. decision. No, what do you sorry, mean? Sorry, sorry. His decision his to have side hoes. I'm trying. Yeah. This story's like so, going my mind yeah, right yeah. now. So literally because of like his side hoeing and his unfaithfulness to her, she like went to like a deep depression. And people think, also, historians now think that she already had pre-existing mental Probably. health like, issues. And Considering this just, how she was obsessed with him. I yeah, and this just kind of like exacerbated, or before yeah. they were married yeah, that yeah. she even had. So yeah. this kind of like exacerbated it a little bit. So this led to depression and eventually lunacy that's what this says on me um so they like she also suffered because like her mom died or whatever and like there was a whole little thing of grieving or whatever um (laughs) so she had a mental breakdown it's not funny um because philip would come back to like their home or whatever and they'd be like in good terms and he'd be like not side hoeing and then he'd leave her and she'd be like what which i'm like girl he got things to do he's uh, responsibilities he can't be staying with you all the time be meeting his other hoes yeah and so she would start crying herself to sleep and like throw herself against the wall and everyone would be like are you good sis she wasn't okay so she would get really erratic and violent which makes me think like she definitely had like mental health issues that just they didn't know anything about that but um so she they had a really turbulent marriage but they did have children which like why whatever well yes i know why. um the th- i know why. of the time of the time yeah also like birth control is not a thing um so you can't you know what i'm saying but anyway she was like locked up sometimes like, because she was really erratic and like okay. violent and stuff okay yeah um at one point she came across her one of her husband's mistresses and she was like "Mm, you're really pretty and so she took some scissors and she cut the lady's hair off and the lady was like what are you doing and then she was like that's not good enough because you're still like kind of pretty bald even with like a hack job haircut like you still look kind of like okay so she like took the scissors and started like stabbing this lady in the face to like mar her so she like would not be pretty anymore. And I'm just like, you know what? Mood. Because if you <laughs> <laughs> if I if if you out here hoeing and you know, t- not her, but the her husband. But here's the thing, it's not her lady, it's not the lady's fault, right? Like she should have stabbed her husband in the face. Philip the handsome, make him not handsome no more. That would have so been he the wouldn't ultimate. Hoe around. That would have been the ultimate, like... She didn't get... She wasn't quite there yet. She wasn't. I'm like, this is a lifetime movie. I'm obsessed with it. Like, 
Yes. So she stabbed this lady in the face. And probably went to jail. And I don't think she did. Well, oh. I mean, she was like, okay. she was a duchess, I think, at this point, because he was a duke. Outside so like, law. it's just kind of like, you know. Okay. And it's the 15th century. What are you going to do? Not true. Yeah, whatever. So she did that. Um, that was, you know, a problem. Then, so this kind of goes on and off for like the rest of their life, like their marriage, I mean. Um, so then Philip dies. Okay. Okay. Philip kicks the bucket. <laughs> okay. Yo. Yeah. Um, she, of, I don't think it says what he died of. It might have been like a sickness or something like that. He was buried. She, he, she allowed her, um, Oh, oh, it says, okay, so Philip suddenly died in 1506, now we're in the 16th century, of a five-day fever. So it happened, like, real fast. She fell into a deep despair. She did not want Philip to be buried, but he was eventually um, buried. And she had him exhumed because she was like, actually, never mind. So when she had him exhumed, she, like, jumped onto the coffin and began, like, kissing his face and everything. This man, this dead man, been in the ground for, like, few days and she anyway um so after that she they were like well we need to rebury him and she was like no thank you so she traveled <laughs> with the corpse for like a long time and so every time she'd go somewhere she'd get in the carriage and be like go get philip and the servants would have to like carry this <laughs> rotting corpse out to the carriage and like put him in there she'd eat dinner with them she would put him in the bed next to her um she would talk to it um you know <laughs> so then she finally allowed him to be buried a few years later okay years she finally let go but she wanted him buried right outside of her window so she knew that he was like right there um anyway so she wore black like her morning garb mm -hmm. for like 50 years after philip's death like those whole 50 years before she died like because she lived another 50 years she wore it like the rest of her life and then died and anyway that's all i got <laughs> so that's um joanna or what's her name? <laughs> Joanna. Well, she's called the Mad Queen of Castile, but her How name is Joanna of Castile. I actually don't remember. I was just like looking okay. at people and I was like looking at weird stories and like that was like one of, that was what I found. And I just I thought the, she was so cool. What a cool lady to just be like so obsessed and like lifetime movie and like she's really pretty but she's completely insane and she just <clears throat> she has like she just like throws a fit whenever she wants and then she like rise around with her dead husband's body for like in a it you know some amount of time that she probably shouldn't be doing that and like literally like she'll go out to like a tea party and be like go get philip he needs to be in here and like people just did it for her like they just were like okay because what are you gonna say okay anyway um, and she like stabbed this lady in the face because she was like you can't be prettier than me that's amazing that is kind of like a, a movie i'd see you know i'd today. see it so i'd see it meaning like it would be created. I don't, well, I'd see it too. Yeah. Like she literally well, was like, oh my God, she's so pretty. Let me stab her. I like it. I like it. Anyway, I thought she was kind of cool. This between, the other one you mentioned last time was like, what was it? The river? Some sort of rolling? Oh, when they whipped the, the ocean. <laughs> they punished the ocean. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, that one. But yeah. this one really had a little bit more drama to it. It was dramatic. It was I dramatic. was like really into it. Anyway. Um, mine isn't, she, it's not Joanna. It's not Joanna. Oh, well, we're um, still gonna enjoy this it. This is look. I wanted to ask. This is how I'm gonna open my thing, and you're gonna say yes, and I'm gonna be like, that means I'm an idiot, but that's okay. Mm. Did you learn about Marco Polo in school? Yeah. Okay. So oh. we can end the episode. No, no. Oh. What do you mean? You didn't learn about Marco Polo? No. Oh, I learned about the Silk Road. Yeah. And what made me actually research more into it, and I cannot get into it because 
it's a lot. But I was cracking up to myself because he's like the original Rick Steves. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Me. He's like Rick Steves. Yeah. Okay. So you probably No, but I mean like no, no. Well, no, I mean I really it's the last time I heard ass, about but... the last time I heard about Marco Polo was probably elementary school, but I we did learn but about him. I did not. Oh. I learned about Columbus. Yeah. Who, who was colonizer, right? He, influenced by marco polo he's yeah, like okay. this guy's adventuring i want oh. to adventure he just didn't do it like marco polo respectively um did you know marco polo was a historical figure no i didn't learn oh. about it in school oh i learned oh. about columbus i'm like well i would rather learn about marco polo after reading all this but the reason i looked more into it is because my mom watched the show on netflix uh-huh. uh, like a few years ago but it wasn't you know medieval so uh-huh. i was like i don't want to no I love historical fiction, but no. But now I'm like, let me go back and like watch the series. I'm kind of a little bit curious. What's it called? Marco Polo? It's called Marco Polo. I I was kidding, but that's amazing. It's it's called Marco Polo. Like, did you ever play Marco Polo in the pool? Yes. And And you didn't know what it was? No. Because that's the game. Like, you're looking for the person. That's the game. That's what's funny about it. Anyway. Anyway. I'll just give a short for the people that are like me who did not learn about Marco Polo. Now I'm fascinated because this man was the original Rick Steves. (laughs) His mom died young. He was raised by his aunt and uncle. The Polo brothers. The Polo brothers. His father and other uncle. They were brothers. They were adventurers. They went on the Silk Road. I learned about Silk Road, not Uh about Marco Polo. Oh, okay. And went uh, to China, basically the eastern lands. um, And were asked to send a letter back to the Pope. Back to the Pope. Pope. Probably not the sneeze. I don't think it was. Uh, to send him back a hundred men so that they could learn about science and Christianity and all this stuff. Mm. Um, so build build those connections. And so the Polo Brothers came back. And mind you, this this journey from where they were at with, uh, what was this man's name called? Um, uh, Kubla Khan? I don't, I'm, I'm oh, not butchered that. Oh, yeah, wait. We'll spell Kubla, it? Where Kubla, is it? Kubla Khan. Kublai, Kubla, Kublai Khan. Kublai Khan. Um, it takes three years to get back to like their home. Um, so he gets back, whatever. They see, see the Pope. The Pope's like, sure, I'll send you a hundred friars, whatever. Go over there. <laughs> um, and they pick up Marco, who is now like 16, 17 probably. And he hasn't seen his father in like over a decade. So the fact that he's like, hey, dad. After like not knowing this man, uh-huh. and then they go on this journey that will last. I wrote it down, twenty four years. Can you imagine? No, I don't want like, to. <laughs> I'm like, I can get like, oh, a few years if you're gonna take an extended trip or whatever. But no, they were like on the road for twenty four years because, mind you, it takes upwards of three years to get to Just where to they're going. There, yeah. And so, I mean, I had read through like the different stages of their journey to back to Kublai Khan. Hopefully, that's how you say it. And the hundred men that they took with them slowly kind of fell off because mm. they got scared or were like, "Ma, I'd not be like, for this me. is boring. Not for me. Okay, not boring. Because oh. these all these stories that Marco Polo got in his journey to Kublai Khan is what made him so like likable. So basically, when they finally get there, he's um, <laughs> this guy, the Khan. I'm just going to say Khan. Khan. Because <laughs> I know that one. I'm pronouncing right. Really likes him. And so for years and years and years, it's kind of like a Joseph story. Like uh-huh. Khan is like, hey, you you govern this little province. You do this. And he goes around and he sends him on journeys and he comes back and like you're living your life Dude. in Eastern Asia. He's like. And like living it up. Yeah. He's just like chilling. Marco Polo. He's like the best job in the world. Like it's like mind blowing to me. And so. Here's a Marco Polo. Marco Polo. Now you're going to watch that series. I, I'm going to watch it. Like this might be my other version of medieval because they're not releasing any medieval stuff anymore. But that's okay. Tutors. Um, yeah, well, maybe but, you should just rewatch the tutors then if you want to. 
I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that either. I know you're not. Um, but basically, after like years and years and years and years, Khan is getting a little old. Mm. And so the Polo brothers and son, Mark Polo, are like, hey, we have like tons of gold and treasure and stuff uh, that we want to eventually bring back home. Um, but I don't know if we're going to be able to peace out if Khan kicks the bucket, if they're going to let us out. Mm. So they said, why don't you kind of, you know, we're going to go back home now. And apparently there's a little bit of contention because Khan was like, why don't you want to stay with me? Um, I have some relationships going on. But also, he's like dying. Well, not dying, but yes, getting really old. Yeah, he's, he's getting really old. That's like kind of like shady. But thankfully, after some back and forth, they're like, besos, I'm back to Europe. Why don't they bring him with them? When they... I'm, I'm sad you weren't there with them, so you could make that suggestion. Um, but when they get back to Venice, which is home because he was Venetian, um, it's at war with Genoa. Okay, so shortly after finally getting back home, after their 24 little stint, um, he gets <laughs> arrested, Pirates of the Caribbean style, mm-hmm. and ends up in jail. And this, he writes in jail, telling his little cellmate to kind of bide their time um, about all these stories from his travels. And he writes um, the travels of Marco Polo, which that's why I'm like, this man is Rick yeah. Steves in the <laughs> 13th century. Um Finally, he does get released from prison. He marries, and I'm like, you're like an old man by now after all that. Um, he was probably like 25, kids. dude. How old was no, he? How because old was he, he went on the trip. he went for 24 years, right? Yeah, and so, he went when he was like 16 or 17. I can't do math. So, so it's like, like 30s, 40, 30, 30, 30, 30, mid-30s, 40, somewhere around there. Okay, sure, yeah. Which I'm like, I mean, good, but I'm just like Marco Polo. Marco Polo. It's yeah. like... Last time I heard about Marco Polo, I was literally probably in like fourth grade. But now you know a little bit more. No, there's yeah. like so much on him. But yeah. the fact that I didn't, like, you know, maybe I'm the only one. I went to elementary school, but I didn't learn, I learned about Christopher Columbus. So not well, Marco Polo. But he and he was an author. He wrote about his stuff. And what made him different? They weren't the first Europeans to go to Eastern Asia. Far from it. But why Marco Polo is so renowned is because he actually documented it very well with the stories and stuff like that. There so you go. because he could write about it and we can learn from it, that's why we hear about Marco Polo and not the 500 jabronis before him. Right. Who decided to just go for no reason. Right. But yeah, Marco Polo, like I'm going to go watch the series now. It's probably should. totally fake, but like I'm now 2 years after I'm, you know, interested in it. Watch it be horrible, but it might. Is it like a Netflix original or is it from I think it's a Netflix original. Well, it might be, it okay. might be good, but it was popular at the time. I just wasn't like, it's not medieval. You're like behind so, the curve a little bit there. I am. I usually am. Your mom's going to be like, I told uh, she is. you. She is. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Well, there you but go, dude. Marco it's Polo. Not, again, it's not about like kissing graves, but oh. I was like, let's go back to elementary school for a moment and learn a little bit more about the original Rick Steves. The Mark Polo. Mark Polo. Mark Polo. Really funny. Cool. Well. That... Yeah, because you, <laughs> you just like shook it. It's because uh, yeah. I, I Marco Polo. I didn't know who I thought. I don't know. Oh, I but you mentioned. Uh, I guess he was alive the same time as um. Who? Chick Joanne? Because you said. Oh no, you said you. Who was the one you almost picked? That you said you would oh. mention at the end of the episode. Oh, um, this guy and his life was pretty unremarkable to me. Except for this one little detail. So I was like, yeah, whatever. He was a, I don't even remember what he was. Like a, not a diplomat. He was something, something back in the 1100s, which oh, is like older. really old. But the way he died 
made me crack up so, so much. So every time, you know, I name my plant after Thomas de Mahi. Yeah, I know. So, so this is different, but I love how you're like this one thing about this no, th- life well, is so funny. To me, it's not so. my fault that that's what comes across like my internet when I'll be like, you know, people. And then it's like, and this is how he died. And I'm like, that's funny. So like he was a guy who was, he was a, he was an official or in charge. He was very high up in Jerusalem in the 1100s, but he was from somewhere else and he came to Jerusalem. Anyway, he died falling out of a window. And I was like, oh, that's not funny. That, that, that would hurt. But the window was on the first floor. So <laughs> oh. he must've just fell the real wrong way. But what's funny is, so there's some speculation about how he actually died. I don't remember this guy's name. It probably wasn't the fall from the window. It was, right. some people are like, how he fell out the window is debated. Some people think he was just leaning against like the, their version of blinds and it gave and like it broke and he fell out cause he couldn't catch himself. Other people think that he committed suicide. And then, which I'm like, mm. other people uh, think falling that- off the- first floor window. yeah i'm like who's gonna jump out of anyway just 12th century things and then other people are like no there was a parade going on in the street and he was leaning out to watch and he lost his balance and fell but still the fall first floor him. window yeah the, the fall whether is what it's kills suicide him. whether yes. it's the parade whether it's just an but, accident yeah the most <laughs> it's probably like three feet the mo- literally especially in like the 12th century yeah, i'm like how like, high is this window was it a high rise it wasn't the fifth i thought it was gonna be like oh the fifth story of this palace no it was the first floor but most people think he fell out the window, or the most widely believed thing, is because he tripped over one of his servants who was like really, really short. It didn't specify if it was a midget? if it was like a little person or if they were just very short. Oh. It did not specify. But he tripped over this servant, like and and fell out the window. And then the ser- people say the servant tried to like help him or like grab onto him to, but he wasn't strong enough to pull him back in the window so he fell the servant fell on top of him and that is what killed him and they were like if the servant didn't fall on top of him he probably would have lived and i'm like in what way like how did the servant did the servant like this fall was with like elbows like movement. sharp elbows into like his spleen or something that killed, like what are you talking about like it makes no sense if but it cameras really, existed back then it really cracked me up yeah too bad there wasn't a ring camera right there like, dude can you imagine motion detected? Oh my God. So much motion was detected. So yeah, I don't know, but people, most people think that he, he tripped over his servant who he didn't see or was in a weird like position that he just didn't know they were there. So he tripped over them out the window. The servant tried to grab him. He did grab him, but wasn't strong to pull him back in, fell on top of him. <laughs> I'm like, what did he do? Like fall on his neck? Like what? Anyway, so that's, they were like, oh, if the servant had fallen on top of him, he would have lived. And I was like, don't be blaming this on the servant. Anyway. That's all I had to say. So that was the other person that I was going to choose. But his like life was kind of boring to me other than that. So I, didn't I like our people. Them. Yeah, I like our people that we chose. All right. Well, that's, that's all we got. I love history. History is so it's cool. It's like so fun. Um, It's <clears throat> kind of amazing. But anyway. All right. That's all we got. Wrap it up. Wrap follow, it up. I am. Follow us on Instagram uh-huh. mm-hmm. at ch- underscore mm-hmm. change better mm-hmm. grease. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. Yo, okay. YouTube. Change yeah. better grease podcast. Yeah. I did upload the videos. Oh, did you? I did. Well, I don't even. I don't even check. I just assume that you do it. Or um. No. Yeah. That's all we got, and we'll see you next week. Yep. Or something. Something even I don't better. What we're doing. I don't remember. It's okay. It's we'll always see. a surprise. Bye. Bye.